Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And today we are going to be talking about the Arctic fox, continuing our discussion of the more uh, cold weather type animals for the month of December. You want to start us off? Yeah, so it does have a lot of nicknames. Um, the first one being the white fox, the polar fox, the snow fox, the lemming fox, um, and I'll get into more why it's called a lemming fox later. Yep. As for where it is found, it is the Arctic fox. It's found near, or it's native to the Arctic regions of the Northern Hemisphere and common throughout the Arctic tundra biome. So you think places like uh, Northern Asia, Northern Europe, Northern um, um, uh, North America, those kind of places are its native habitats in the Northern Hemisphere. And then as for appearance, um, their color, um, I'm sure when we look at a lot of pictures, they are white, but their fur color actually changes um, depending on the season. Um, and there's actually two types of morphism. So the first one is the white one and the second one is the blue. Um, so the white morph is when it's winter and uh, winter, it has white fur. And then when it comes back in summer, it has kind of like a brown fur um, with gray around its stomach and abdominal region. And then the blue morph, um, it's kind of like a dark, dark blue, brown or gray color year round. Um, so it just depends. And then although the blue allele for uh, the Arctic fox is dominant over the white one, 99% of the Arctic fox population is actually part of this white morph. Yep. And then as for its size, uh, the, the Arctic fox isn't terribly large. Uh, its body length ranges from about 18 to 27 inches. Uh, and it's generally a more round uh, fox. Most people, you think of foxes, they're long and slender. These ones are a little more, a little uh shorter and then a little more round uh, and it's to help uh, minimize the escape of body heat so they can stay warm in their habitats and then as for some physical characteristics um, it is well adapted to living in the cold environments which it is found in it is best known for its very thick warm fur that is also used as camouflage um, and it has a very large and fluffy tail uh, so the fox itself has a very low surface area to volume ratio um, and this is shown with its compact body shape, its short muzzle and legs, um, and its very short and thick ears. So again, when we think of fox, we think of these great big ears. Mm. Um, but because of the environment that they live in, they have to have these characteristics just to help minimize the cold that goes into their body. Yep. And then uh, one of the ways they prevent heat loss, uh, so when they lay down, they, they curl up very tightly and they will tuck their legs and head uh, under its body and then behind its uh, tail so that big tails helping to keep them warm. And this position gives the fox the smallest surface area to volume ratio and protects the least insulated areas of their bodies. They also stay warm by getting out of the wind and residing in their dens, whether uh, they be dug or caves, whatever it may be. Um, although they are active year round um, and do not hibernate, um, they attempt to preserve fat by reducing their locomotor activity. So they're they're moving around less. Uh, when they need to preserve their fat, the fat stores, they move around less. And they build up their fat reserves in the autumn, sometimes increasing their body weight by more than 50%. And this provides greater insulation during the winter and a source of energy when food is scarce. And it is the only uh, canid, so the only like dog, that sort of canine, uh, whose foot pads are covered in fur. And then as for its diet, um, what it eats kind of just depends on what region it's found in as well as what's available during the season. Uh, so different things it eats is lemmings, um, which gives the nickname. Uh, where lemmings are found, that is their greatest food source is the lemmings, um, as well as voles, ringed seal pups, fish, waterfowl, which is a type of bird, 
um, eggs, fish, and seabirds. Yep. Um, it also eats things uh, such as carrion, which we've talked about before in our episodes. It's dead animal flesh. Mm -hmm. So what the polar bears and the foxes and the wolves, what they don't eat, they will go and pick off and eat themselves. Yep. Yep. And they also eat things like berries, seaweed, and insects, and other small invertebrates. Yep. So they're going to eat pretty much anything they can. Uh, and as for how they hunt... Um, I'm sure a lot of people have seen videos of this. It's a very cute thing where a fo the Arctic fox will kind of like jump and dive into the snow. It's because with their hearing, they can hear the lemmings burrowing under four to five inches of snow. So they know where their prey is. So when it locates its prey, it pounces and punches through the snow to catch that prey that's burrowing underneath. And as for what eats it, uh, it's one of those things where it's pretty much anything bigger than it. So you have stuff like golden eagles, arctic wolves, polar bears, wolverines, red foxes, and grizzly bears. And then as for mating, um, the male and female do have kind of a courtship ritual with each other. Um, so they do form monogamous pairs during the breeding season. So in the spring, the foxes... Uh, their attention switches to reproduction and a home for their potential offspring. So they live in these large dens and frost-free, slightly raised ground mm -hmm. uh, where it's less cold. Um, and they have a very complex system of tunnels that can cover up to 11,000 square feet. Um, and they're often in uh, long ridges uh, with sedimentary material deposited um, in formerly glaciated regions. Mm -hmm. um, so they pick these areas high in altitude, um, out of the snow and the frost that way they have these warmer places to actually lay down and have their pups um, and these dens may be in existence for many decades mm -hmm. um, and they are used by many many generations of foxes so they're not doing this every year yep. they reuse them as they find them yeah and they tend to select dens that are easily accessible so like many entrances good exits good entrances whatnot and that are clear from snow and ice making it easier to burrow in and they will build and choose dens that face southwards uh, towards the sun, which makes the den warmer. You're getting more sunlight in there, uh, heating it up. It makes it very nice for them. And they prefer large maze-like dens for predator evasion um, and a quick escape, especially when like stuff like red foxes are in the area. So they might be able to get in there, but if there's all these tunnels, the, the Arctic fox can get away quickly. Uh, natal dens are typically found in rugged terrain, which may provide more protection for the pups. Uh, the parents will also relocate litters to nearby dens to avoid predators. Uh, when red foxes are not in the region, Arctic foxes will use dens that the red fox previously occupied, and shelter quality is more important to the Arctic, Arctic fox than the proximity of spring prey to a den. And then as for pregnancy, um, the reproduction rates reflect um, the food that they get. So, for instance, uh, in some regions, it reflects the lemon lemming population density, um, which fluctuates every three to five years. So when lemmings are abundant, the white fox can give birth to up to 18 pups, um, but they often don't re reproduce when food is scarce. So the gestation period is about 52 days, so um, almost two months, um, and the young emerge from the den uh, three to four weeks old, and they are weaned by the age of nine weeks. Yep. And then we don't have much on child rearing, but the next big thing we have about is lifespan. So in the wild, most individuals do not live past their first year, uh, but some exceptional ones survive up to 11 years. And then as for population, um, they are listed as least concern. Um, it's kind of the case where in the area that they live in, in the Arctic region, if they can avoid predators, they'll do just fine. Yeah. Um, their biggest threat um, is also things like climate change, like we've mm -hmm. talked about. Um, and also just the cold itself, you know, in harsh winters, they may not be able to survive as well 
Um, so it kind of just depends on a lot of factors. But as of right now, they are listed as least concern. Yeah. And that pretty much wraps up everything we have on the Arctic Fox. It was a fairly light week. Uh, not as much of information, but we got a lot packed in there uh, very quickly. But again, that wraps everything up. Uh, we're going to be continuing with the colder animals uh, for the month of December. So make sure you tune in next week where we're going to be talking about the harp seal.